listening to the Casual Swinger Podcast. As your host, we need to warn you that the material you're about to hear may be sexual or explicit in nature. This podcast is intended for an adult audience. Now, we don't expect you to act like adults. What's the fun in that? We're a married couple living in Florida with over 13 years of experience in the lifestyle, and we take almost nothing seriously. Casual Swinger is a variety show, meaning we'll cover everything from music to events, travel, and even the occasional hilarious screw-up. Our show is about entertainment. We're not licensed professionals. Had anything. And our stories, commentary, and guidance should not be confused with the opinions of a licensed professional. Now that you know, let's take those pants off and get comfy. And you're listening to Casual Swinger. <laughs> Welcome back, guys. Welcome back to them. <laughs> really. I mean, to us, too. I think it's been like at least six months since we've sat in this room. It and... is. I have to get used to the juxtaposition of the mic um, and your face because I'm kind of seeing double. I don't know how I had this positioned before, but. Are you saying you're not used to having big, hard, round things in your face? Actually, more today than I have been in years past. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a story for another day. A story for another time. <laughs> God, do you know how many people have reached out to us and just kind of, I don't know, maybe, I want to say gave us a hard time, but I really don't feel like they were giving no, us a hard time. No, it wasn't a hard time. Every, every piece of commentary and feedback that we got was really positive, and I appreciate that. We've been on the road a lot. I think in 2023 alone... We spent more time in the road than we did when we had our corporate jobs, which was absolutely insane to think about. Well, there were months where we were gone more than we were home by a lot. Yeah, October almost killed me, I think. I think you were home three nights. I was home five nights. I can't remember because we were literally not home. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. I mean, Marriott loves me, but that's... Yeah, yeah that's We're true. good friends. Actually, our dogs don't remember you. Yeah, one of them tried to bite me. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I was eating out of his dish, though, so... That's disgusting. Hey, whatever. That stuff's delicious. It's all organic. Gross. Stop it off. I don't eat dog food. But yeah, we're finally back. I've missed this. Yeah. By the way, I'm Mickey. (laughs) Hi, I'm Mallory. (laughs) See, it's going to take us a little bit to get back into this. Yeah, probably. I don't know that anybody cares. No one's going to listen to the first couple of times we come back anyway. But I mean, if for nothing else, we've gave them a false sense of like, I don't know, insurance when we're like, we're coming back and we're back for real this time. And then crickets for yeah. months in between so, so no promises this time yeah. this might be the first of many or the last one we ever do you guys I'll, have no idea i'll just say we're gonna do our best yeah whatever that's our best <laughs> whatever that ends up being. but hey it's february 1st 2024 and this is pay your rent yeah right pay your rent pay your mortgage uh, pay your car payment but this is episode four of season five which is going to take three years to finish at the rate we're going Literally, season five, it's been 84 years. Right, the Titanic edition of Casual Swinger. So let's see, what's happened in the last, I don't know, six months since people have heard from us? Oh my gosh, that's We've all... had a couple of podcasts of Paloozas. We've had a few Hedo trips. Yeah, we've been all over the place. I think the last time we recorded, we had been to Prague. Did we talk about Prague last time we were I don't know. How do we talk about, how do we... We should, probably should have listened to our own show. Maybe. I don't know. The last time been. we recorded, actually, we'd been to Hito. It was when he was born. So, yeah. Yeah. So, that's the last time we recorded. It has literally been or over April, six months. Our April trip. Yeah. Because we ended up back at Hito. So, we had our April trip, which was absolutely phenomenal. Still unpacking that as we're preparing for Casual Swinger Week 2024, which is coming up March 30th through April 6th. Still have rooms available, just slipping that in there. Not many, only like six. Yeah, shameless plug, just throwing that out there. Right, but that's not why we're doing this episode. We actually have (laughs) something else to talk about today, so. No, we actually have a big topic that we've been sitting on for months and months because it's anecdotally have, we've been in conversations about it and we reside in a very familiar space to be able to talk about it from both sides. Yeah, well, we're doing a lot more lifestyle stuff today than we used to, and we're going to get into this when we get into the main segment, but we're doing a lot more lifestyle stuff than, than we did actually last year. We'd kind of yeah. not gotten out of the lifestyle. We just kind of got out of doing that stuff because we were so busy building our new businesses. So, Yeah, it's, again, absolutely crazy year. We, we went to Hito um, twice after our casual swinger week. 
We've been to Hito already in 2024 for being better at being bad. Thank you to Scott and April at Naughty Gym for having us host there. What a cool fucking trip that fucking was, by the awesome. way. Fucking awesome. It was their first. They're already on tap for a second next year, which is going to be fucking phenomenal. You know, they, they were nice enough to invite us to come back and host for them again. So. I know. I love those guys. Yeah, just yeah. absolutely awesome. So just real quick, if you don't know what Be Better at Being Bad is, it's a wellness week. It's not only for super hyper mega fit people. It's about mental wellness, physical wellness, sexual wellness, and it's co-sponsored by Hedonism 2 themselves. So it's just a really amazing time. And I can't think of anyone better on earth to put this together than Scott and April, oh, the host of Naughty Gym. They're just awesome. The people they brought in, the speakers they brought in, the experts they brought in, just absolutely incredible. And then, of course, Scott and April gave us the opportunity to come in and host and entertain because of our experience at Hedo. But I think what we weren't counting on was just how amazing those people were going to be. They were just, they were, it was so good. I don't know that we didn't count on it because tell me how many times you've been to Hedo and you weren't like, this is amazing. Well, that's not what I mean. Yeah, what, what I but, mean is I kind of had a predis, uh, predisposition in my mind that super fit people maybe wouldn't embrace Hedo for what it is. And that I, I and, and again, I was wrong. I mean, I'm I'm saying I just didn't give them enough credit for all these amazing I people. Like, yeah, I didn't know what to expect. I was very excited to see what was gonna happen because the way they architected the week was much different than a standard Hedo week where it's more about the resort, the party, where they took the time to inspire people to go to the keynote sessions, to go to the interactive sessions that covered anything from hand jobs to pleasure to Pelvic floor. Um, pelvic floor. Actually. Yeah. I mean, they, they had a little, I, I know I'll do a disservice if I try to name it all because I'm going to miss like 80% of it because my brain's still a little slow on the uptick. Yeah. But I got a special was, place and I don't know if it's in my heart or lower for Dragonfly, but yeah. <laughs> right. So many cool people we met, right? Oh, um, incredible. What about uh, Gone Rogue podca uh, podcast? Podcast. What, how long has it been since I've been in front of a mic? I don't know, but you talk every day, so I don't know what's going on over there. You tell it's me like I talk misfire. too much. It was just a misfire. Yeah. Failure to launch. But anyway. Gone Rogue podcast out of Australia. Yes. How cool is that? I learned how to pronounce Brisbane. I thought it was Brisbane, but apparently that's not how you pronounce it. <laughs> so, but those guys are awesome. Sexy as fuck. Uh, oh, he's yeah. a huge dude, by the way. Oh, my gosh. And I love his nickname. I don't know if I can put that on blast or not. He had to, like, explain it He's because it's very, well, I guess, niche. Only Australians are going to get it. Right. Go ahead and tell them. But it's, it's his name's Greg, but he goes by Grug. Yeah, Grug. But so, he also had SpongeBob on the other list. He did, which, which the story, I, thought, I can't take his, we're not going to steal Thunder and tell his stories, but like he just, it, it was so great interacting with those guys. Yeah. It's, you know, it's been a good week when you can name dozens of people who are like, oh my God, I love talking to him. I wish I had more time. Oh, uh, we could probably name 30 or 40 people, but I tell you the thing that stood out to the, for me, and this always happens whenever I host for any group down there. And I know Mallory, you're the same, but I'm the softy here apparently. That, oh, wow. Right. We get down there and we get around all these people. Hi, guys. I'm the hard ass. Right. <laughs> She's the mean one. But we get around all these people and they go to leave and I get all emotional. And, you know, somebody asked me, they're like, they said, hey, this isn't even your trip. What are you emotional about this shit for? And I, I said, because you guys take a little piece of us with you every time you leave, you know, and they did. And but it felt like one if I was almost as into these people as I was as I am with our own trips. God, I wish we could have a royalty free music for that. Every time you go away, you take right. a piece of me with you. Like, I feel like now it's 3 a.m. Every on a, time you go. Yeah. 1997, <laughs> it's 3 a.m. And I've woken up to the CD commercial. Either that or anyway. I'm standing out front with a boombox. Oh, say anything. Be still my heart. That's right. But that's not the song. Bringing back the 80s, telling people how old we actually are. Anyway, I digress. Casual swinger. I digress. Oh, that's all I do is digress. But it was super cool. That was I. That was kind of our most recent thing that we did. Yeah. I mean, that was yeah. a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Really? Like, we got back three weeks ago. Yeah. And I think that's when we made our final promise to somebody that we were going to actually kick the fucking show off again. So You did. Are. I said, I'm just waiting for my partner. Yeah, you did blame me every time I you came did. up. I did. I'm sorry. I will. I, I support you 110%. But I don't lie. And no. I, I miss this with you. You know, I got to give uh, one person a little bit of credit, two people actually, a little bit of credit uh, for calling me on my shit while we were at Be Better at Being Bad. So uh, I came away from Be Better at Being Bad week better at being bad. Ooh. And I didn't expect that. I didn't see that. So while Scott and April certainly deserve all the credit for bringing those people together, 
One of them was Expansive Connections. Mm -hmm. Both ladies from Expansive Connections were just amazing. And I had made a comment because I was asked point blank to my face why we hadn't podcasted in a while. Okay. And I was, I don't know why I was immediately bluntly and brutally honest about it, but I was. Mm -hmm. She, she lit my ass up. (laughs) She love it. She did. It was. Uh, I think it came from a good place, though. No, obviously, uh, it did, and I think I needed it. But what I told her is, I didn't feel like I had a place in the community anymore. That I didn't have a right to be in front of this microphone telling anybody anything. With as far departed as we had gotten from the lifestyle and lifestyle events, and mm-hmm. that there was other people that probably heard the voices should be heard more than mine. And uh, yeah, I got my butt kicked over that one. Yeah, she was she was not having it, but there was another person there. His name's Brian. He was a super nice single. Well, he wasn't a single guy. He was in a, one of the most interesting relationships yeah, I think I've ever encountered. Di- a hero. Yeah, their relationship dynamic. And again, not going to spill the tea or steal their thunder, but it was a very fascinating uh, yeah. relationship dynamic that They're they brought to the table. And he was such a joyful, compassionate and kind person. Yeah. And but between uh, Catherine and, and him, they... They really kind of lit my shit up. And uh, he made me talk about it again the next morning at breakfast. Uh, he was really interested to dig into that. How does that feel when people invest, it, invest in you at that level? I didn't, expe- it's not I didn't expect wife, it. Because you know neither of those human beings, any of those human beings, right? Because you talked to the ladies from Expansive Connection while they were there and Brian. And they don't have fealty or biasm to bring to the table. No, they didn't. And... You know, I, what I really found interesting about it, I guess, is that they brought their own personal stories back. And I guess in certainly in, in Catherine's place and her, her, from her position, it was stories about us because she's known us for a while. That's and true. You, how they impacted her. It's crazy to think back that we, that the catalog yeah. of time and events that have transpired between now and when we've met some of these people has grown. Big time. Like, I hope at some point we look back and go, wow, it's all an entire tome now. If we're a ever so lucky. Tome. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, yeah, it just, it was really powerful for me. And I kind of sat down and yeah, it, 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 there's been a couple of times there was a, someone from We Got a Thing that I said, hey, look, I mean, you know, we really aren't doing a lot of lifestyle stuff. So we really don't have anything to talk about. And she said, we don't, can I think I mentioned this in that episode about Hito that we did seven months ago. Which was knowing we're not, we don't care what, who you fuck, we care what you think. And the problem was what I thought was very bad about myself. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel good about doing this while I felt that way. So, yeah, I think there's a lot that went into it. I also don't think you felt great about, the, you know, being in a lifestyle at the same time. So it was running parallels. You felt displaced in the lifestyle, you felt displaced in the universe. You'd left your job that yeah. year. That was part of your identity, your corporate job, the thing you've been doing since way before I met you. No, since I was 19 years old. Yeah, we went into New Venture, expanded our businesses, working together full time together from like literally under the same roof. We've always worked remotely together, but last year changed our dynamic a lot. Yeah. And we, we learned a lot of lessons. A lot of them. And in a way, I guess what I, I'm kind of trying to say is that Becoming content creators, which is one of our businesses, mm-hmm. kind of ruined the lifestyle for me. Mm, interesting. I can't wait to hear more about that. So that's what this episode's about, folks. Uh, our content well, creators ruining the lifestyle. And we're going to come at it from a couple of different angles. Oh, I guarantee that you and I have two different perspectives on this. But I'm glad to, to talk about it openly. Yeah. yeah. So I think it. there's a lot to it. There's a lot of nuance to it. I think there's other creators out there that will agree or disagree or <laughs> violently disagree with us. But <laughs> And that's okay. This is just us talking about our world, our bubble, and our perspective on how we see it. Yeah. You know, it's like a bunch of snow globes in the same room. Yeah. But I guarantee yeah. you, I know from personal experience, there are people out there that are so sick of hearing the letters OF and lifestyle spaces. They're just tired of it. They don't want to hear it anymore. They don't want it around. So we're going to talk about that when we get into the main segment here a little bit. But before we jump over there, and we're certainly time for us to do that, but I think we should probably just shameless plug. 
We still have casualtoys.com. If you guys haven't been there, Casual Toys is still by lifestyle for lifestyle. We love you guys. And those of you that are still buying from us on a regular basis, we appreciate a great deal. We appreciate you very much. Thank you for supporting us and hanging out and buying our unique condoms and Uber Lube and all the Liberator sales and supporting, you know, that All the hot up. lingerie too. Oh yeah, that's so good. But I, that's something I'm really proud of. Like the expansive amount of lingerie that we have available. Mm. Yeah. So that certainly stayed kicking and, and we're certainly proud of it. And of course, our hedonism trip, which is casual swinger week 2024 coming up here in April. We still have six rooms left. This is going to be our biggest trip yet. It is. Unbeknownst to us, it has grown to that. Jesus and Christ. I will say we talked about this being like a family from last year. And we have our own chat group going on just for the trip. It's on fire. I've never uh, seen one like this. The, yeah. Our tenured, our veterans are in there. The newbies are in there, like just going at it and getting to know each other and sharing and being vulnerable. I don't want to call the ball too early, but I feel in my gut and my heart that this trip is going to be one for the books. Oh, and I think it's already there. We just haven't I'm, watched I'm, it yet. I'm so excited. We are, we have a tentative agenda <laughs> that's outlined that I'm super excited about. The cat cruise is going to go off. I know you and I are bringing some surprises to the table that these guys will never guess. No. Which I'm so fucking stoked about. Oh, and the sponsors look so good. We have a sponsor catalog, which is wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. It's just going to be awesome. And just are literally the best friends in the universe you can imagine are going to be in our favorite place in the world. Yeah. And and uh, some of them are best friends we haven't met yet. In like 60 days. I know. It's huh? coming up Ooh. in like no time. So if My you want to get the swelling. fuck out of where it's cold, you still have time to go to casualswingerweek.com and book yourself a room in Casual Swinger Week 2024. Yeah. So you can go to casualswinger.com or casualswingerweek.com. And if for some reason you can't make it and you still want to go to Hito and you want to party with us, you can do it in 2025. In January 2025, we'll talk about that again. But Be Better at Being Bad is coming back to hedonism. And you can find more information on that from our friend Scott and April at naughtygym.com. Love it. In the meantime, why don't we bounce out of here and come back in a minute and talk to these guys about how content creation totally screwed up the lifestyle. I disagree, sir. I disagree. You're gonna, <laughs> you're not titling this episode that this is a debate. It's ruined. <laughs> ruined, I tell you. You've been listening to Casual Swinger. Okay, and we're back. Still Mickey, still casual swinger. I think I remember how to do this. I think we need the training wheels a little bit. Or at least you know, knock the rust off the brakes. Knock the dust off of it. Yeah. Right. So we're going to do, we're just going to bang the piss out of it. I mean, I'm in. Yeah. I knew you would be. <laughs> Slut lives matter. Slut life, baby. Everybody loves those stickers, by the way. Yeah, they're cute. I wish I could sell them, but I don't want to get sued. So no, yeah. no, no, let's not do that. Yeah. All right. So what are we talking about in this episode today? We're going to talk about has content creation or have content creators ruined the lifestyle? And I think that this, honestly, this could very easily devolve into a bitch fest uh, as a lifestyler. Oh, oh 100%. Bitching about people who want to video content at lifestyle events. Right. And it, it is kind of a hot button topic. I think anecdotally over the last, I'll say four to six months, it's definitely a conversation we've, we've had direct like privacy to, like someone's talking to us, either a group or one-on-one -on -one conversation. Yeah ancillary is people telling us about their experiences at other events and places and then other content creators that are talking about it in and of themselves that are also identify as lifestylers yeah so well, i think there's a shitload of lifestylers in the content creation space yeah i agree uh, and i think there's a shitload of content creators in the lifestyle space so i think it's just kind of they kind of feed each other yeah but if you look at yeah. it's not just lifestylers or content creators that have run into this. It's also event promoters. Oh, very much so. Event promoters are having problems such that so much that Splash has actually banned content creation from their events, period. If you get caught recording content at a Splash event, and this was anecdotal, this was told to me by an attendee. Yeah, we don't, we don't have data. Like we haven't talked to the representatives of yeah. that brand to confirm this. This is just... Journalistically, through, this is anecdotal. Yeah, this is through the grapevine. Yeah. That potentially this is now their policy moving forward. And if anyone knows one way or the other and represents the brand and would like to inform us, please feel free to do so. By all means. 
normally I, I look for multiple sources, but we just kind of decided to record tonight and talk about this. Yeah, subject, we just so. it was, it's interesting. We feel inspired. I think we both have um, different perspectives to some degree with a little bit of overlap. Yeah, I and, think a little bit. Yeah. So I, I'll, I'll start it off if it's all right with you. Please, by all means. And I'm going to start it off from the perspective of a content creator in the lifestyle. Okay. In a lot of ways, in my opinion, content creation has ruined the lifestyle for me. Okay. And, and are you saying this as a creator, as a husband I'm, of a I'm creator? As, or as a lifestyler and a husband of a creator. Okay. Thank uh, you for clarifying. So for me, a couple of things. Number one, it, I always kind of feel bad when, if we're having sex and we're not recording it, I feel like I'm leaving money on the table. Is that your inner, like, it's my inner voice. It's my, like, my, my Jiminy Crickets going, you know, you're really laying that pipe down pretty hot right now. If you had a camera, you could make money on this. All right. We're going to talk about mental health after this. <laughs> and, and I'm like, Jiminy, you fucking pervert. Stop no, jerking off on my shoulder. I, actually, I can relate to that. I, I do relate to that. And I think you and I, can I call us out a little bit? Did you can I always not just do that? You can always edit it out if it's embarrassing. But I think we've had a couple conversations where we looked and went, you know, I think we're having a more sex on camera than we are behind like off camera and that bothers me well and <laughs> so when you said that to me that bothered me it made yeah. me feel like i was letting you down and not taking good enough care of you off camera however i'm a gentleman of a certain age and sex drive starts to become an issue after a while especially when there's all these thoughts that go into it like lighting and audio and placement and is the yeah. camera getting a good shot? And so now I'm thinking about all these things and it's straight up affecting my regular sex life. Oh, I... And then I'm going to go and layer lifestyle into that and I'm already having issues. Are you trying to create erectile dysfunction <laughs> out of fucking thin air? Right. And as your wife, like for me, I come to the table. I'm like, oh, problem solved. Fuck the lighting. Let's just one angle and go for it. And then it's like, it's a merriment. Best of both worlds. You don't have to worry about it not being content and we can kind of just do our own thing. And I don't know that's where you operate because quality means a lot to you. You are very, you take pride in your work I more do. than anyone I've ever met. And I love that about you. I truly do. Hated, but I, I can honestly say there are moments that I don't understand your perspective and then I just have to trust in your process. Because for me, I start to become efficiency officer and I'm like, I know he's obsessing about this thing and I don't understand this thing and I find this thing very unnecessary. So for me, I could take this thing, throw it away, problem solved. But that's not how it works. You can't do that. You can't stop the process. No, you're because... fucking. <laughs> well, it's not just fucking. It's that's you and insert any situation, corporate, creator, casual, you name it insert any process that you're doing into that and it's like you can't well that's you, probably you, one of my personal neuroses well i don't even know I that's mean, a neurosis that's just who you are yeah if i'm period. not giving 100 of the best that i can do then i'm letting somebody down right and i think we've said this before your ceremony and the process is very important to you because you've envisioned that process and that process are the, are the steps you're going to take and those are the steps you need to take until i come up with a better way and for me Again, efficiency officer, if I feel like it's not proving its worth within the first three microseconds, I'm like a cat with a glass of water on the table. Boom, bye. <laughs> Goodbye. Off to the next thing. <laughs> off, uh, bye. You're Just that, get rid you, of you're it. You're that asshole that knocks the glass off the table. If you come back as a cat, that's what's going to happen. Probably. I would come back as a cat, wouldn't I? You would. And show mm. everybody your butthole. It is a pretty cute butthole. Yeah. I mean, I do, I do it for a living now. Yeah, your butthole is all over the internet. I'm... Yay. Truly. <laughs> My dad is so proud. Well, he doesn't listen to the show as far as we know. So. <laughs> Thank God. But, well, if you know, not, spoiler alert. I will say that where it has ruined the lifestyle for me is that we tend to prioritize, and we're so busy with creating content, we prioritize our, and I, I'm going to laugh when I say this, but haha, free time, because we don't have any. And so if we have time to do things like meet couples or go places or do things, it's almost always got an element of content creation associated with it. We don't really very often just do something for the lifestyle Ooh. unless we're supporting a friend 
like Kate and Podcast Apusa or Scott and April. And if we are hosting, we don't play. That's a self-imposed rule, which we decided during Be Better at Being Bad Week was a stupid fucking rule. But how many times did I say that in the pool? Like three. Yeah. And because she was, was hot like, as shit. I was like fucking Dorothy. Like, there's no place like home. If I say it three times, maybe I'll get what I want. Because right. like, this is a stupid rule. Yeah, but, it was dumb fucking But rule. you know what, though? Just like the universe meant it to be. We were reminded immediately why, why we that have rule, the rule is in place. Yeah. So. Yeah, it took exactly half a second for us yes. to be reminded why we have that rule. Exactly. But to your point, yeah, I think that our personality types, we went all in on this thing. We walked away from corporate jobs. I walked away from mine. We we saw growth potential and it was limited because of the uh, amount of resources we had. It's just you and I. And we took a gamble. You walked away from a very long tenured and well-developed career Yeah, to do this with me. Yeah, I don't and know that many people that leave high-level, long-career jobs to go into porn. I mean, that's not exactly... See, I don't even call it porn. I know it is porn, but that's how I see it. I mean, I, I make explicit content, 100%. And kind of, is it called porn? Yes. Do I feel like I'm in porn? No, because like I don't look like Pornhub and what you see in the traditional porn. Like I feel like this is still a window into my sex life that I have anyway. But sometimes there's a setup or a little bit of role play for funsies. And it is to keep fun. it, it is. just to keep it some levity in there because that's part of my personality too. Yeah. So But what we did not bring into that space was the lifestyle. The lifestyle has nothing to do with our creative brand. Yeah, it's interesting because like there's an ancillary element like hot wifing. Mm-hmm. So for me, there is a layer, a, a single layer of lifestyle in there. But like what we do, like especially behind a paywall. Yeah, you can't really look at that and go, that's lifestyle. Yeah. And I know a lot of people do that. And I'm certainly not shitting on the ones that do. Uh, I, I bet dimes God to no. donuts that these people are having similar problems when it comes to marrying their lifestyle and by, their, by lifestyle, I mean their lifestyle, the way they live their mm-hmm. lives, and then their lives as a creator. Yeah. Well, isn't there that old adage? And I know I've heard my parents say it about when you take something you love and you make it work, it takes the magic out of it a little bit. Oh, 100%. And I think there is a lot of intention that you have to have and drive to make sure that you are still afforded those moments and the, and, the things you want that you love in what you do and why you wanted to do this for work. So it doesn't have to be that way. And I feel like maybe because I've been doing it just a little bit longer on my own, that I've graduated to a place where that's where it's starting, where it feels like that. Cause I think the first six to nine months was just getting my sea legs. I think at 12 months, I kind of like my head spun a little bit because I was consuming information and trying to figure everything out that I was like, I don't know my ass for my elbows some days. So I got to stabilize. And that's when you left your job. Yeah. And you came on and we were working at this together. And that actually put me at ease and went, okay, all right. So we're still us. I'm still me. And this is what we're doing for income. But we also have a separate life. And I say that in my head, but when I look back That's at not the true. data, it doesn't, it's, it does not have a similar look and feel to what our lives were like before you and I left corporate at all. No. And so when I say from my position, from where I'm looking at this, being a creator ruined the lifestyle for me. It doesn't mean that it ruined it. It didn't spoil it. I didn't throw it in the trash. But it changed it. It changed it in some very appreciable ways. It changed how I view it. It changed how much time I had to dedicate to it. It didn't change how much I love the community. It did not change how much I enjoy seeing the people that I love and being around them. And it doesn't didn't change my joy that I take in getting some strange fellas. It's still fun. (laughs) It's still a lot of fun. But at the same time, it did ruin it because it'll never be what it was before. It can't because I don't have the kind of time that I have to dedicate to it because I am taking a portion of my sexuality and putting it elsewhere. And to say that I'm not is, is a misnomer because we are, you, you, didn't, you don't have extra sexuality that you can sprinkle around, right? You have to, you're taking something away. You are. 
Wow. Okay. That I just I'm fascinated that you see it as a debit, and I don't know if I'm compartmentalizing or segmenting it because for me it's still a very enjoyable experience. So say we record a, an interaction and it's me and you and maybe an, a dude or a girl, and for me it's still on its face a lifestyle experience. But now it's graduated to content creation for that moment, and. I look at the situation and I go, the camera is ancillary. And I'm a little bit of an exhibitionist too, though. So the camera actually kind of adds to that mental like fodder for me where it kind of itches something. And it makes me feel like this sexy little fucking vixen like in my head. I, I don't know. I'm twisted. What can I say? But I still look at that as a lifestyle interaction. Maybe I feel a little guilty after the fact sometimes because it is being monetized. But I don't see that interaction as less than or more than. Like they're still an equal, but different. Well, without sounding like I'm complaining, because I promise I'm not. I don't think you are. Uh, I'm enjoying this. Well, and um, maybe it's for the listeners out there that maybe want to say, oh, poor Mickey. So please don't do that. But <laughs> listeners, I'm like, I'm acting like there's more than one. Uh, Listen. Uh, it, it, the one <laughs> thing that I think that we also haven't touched on yet is that being a creator, like you said, you know, you're hooking up with a guy and there's a camera. Well, there's a guy behind the camera. That's me. Right. Okay. Or so what it's done is it's isolate us uh -huh. into a single play style. That's true. And it we, sticks me outside of it on the other side of a camera. It becomes a border. We actually had a really great conversation around that. And I think in my gut, I knew what was going on, but I couldn't know without you telling me, because when we'd have our check-ins, I don't know if you thought you were okay or wanted to be okay. And we actually, I think the last time we did that was my birthday. Yeah. And I just took note that you were giving me the same answers, but your responses were degrading a little bit. And I was like, okay, I'm going to not have to take this on its face. I'm going to have to read into this a little bit and just step away, maybe not engage you directly, but Give some space and time in between because obviously there's something going on here. Obviously, you're dealing with some stuff that either you can't talk about yet because you haven't figured it out, which is fine. I go through that shit all the time. Like, I'm a raging maniac today. I feel like I'm spiraling. I don't know why. Give me a hug. Tell me I'm pretty and it's going to be okay. And then that's all I need because I fuck if I know the rest of the story at this point. We rarely do. Yeah. And step away. And I have to admit, I, one of the dynamics I really love about a relationship is that hot wife dynamic. I feel like I get this really unique volley, sexual volley, that I get to fulfill his, yours, mine, all in the same, like, interaction and before and after. Like, it's just, it's an incredible experience for me. But it doesn't mean as much as your feelings do. And the conversation we had about that, you like you felt like an outsider. I did. And there's part of me that feels so fucking terrible for not having that, for not calling it out to you. I don't know if it would have worked out. Maybe you would have denied it or tried to comfort me and, you know, my, my anxiety over it. I'll use air quotes. Well, it's, but I'm really it's glad that you said feel, something. It's hard to feel left out of your own life. Yeah. Right. Because our lives are built around this thing. Yeah. And I, I literally woke up one day and went, that is what I'm feeling. I feel left out. I feel left out of my own life. Yeah. And I was. Nobody wants to be an audience member. No. But and not just that. I mean, we're talking about seeing our friends in the lifestyle and these not all like the events and places. I mean, there's a lot of aspects to feeling left out, but it was I was feeling left out by the machine of our own design. Mm hmm. And it was being creators and being creators. By the way, we're creating right now. I mean, we're creators in the lifestyle, but we stopped. We're creators in the adult space. We were lifestylers and we kind of stopped. And it just everything. So when I say content creation ruined the lifestyle for me, it's not that it, it didn't make it. Again, it's not a dead animal. It just, it changed it. And I don't necessarily think, first of all, that, that you can put the genie back in the bottle and go, I'm just going to make it back the way it was because it's part of who we are now too. Yeah. We just have to figure out how to be both things. You know, it's, that's not easy. And I think we're not the only content creators or lifestyle people that have encountered this. We're just the only ones that are talking about it right now. 
It is probably one of the first conversations that I've heard outright, and granted, it's just you and I right now to to talk about this at this level. And I've heard other creators say, you know, at this point, I've been creating for a while, and I think like my sex drive is depleted, and like I've made sex work. Not sure. And then you talk to somebody who's just started, and they're like on cloud nine, and like they're going, you know, hopeful hog because it is exciting. I'm not gonna lie. When I first started, I was like, I felt like I was a prepubescent. And I just want to have, like hump everything all the time. And well, let me tell you how cool it was for me as so a guy excited. to have all these hot girls message me online saying that they, they wanted do. to collaborate with me. Dude, come on. You get so many messages about being stunt dick. Yeah, it's and I had I mean, I've only done it for well, kind of one. And that was fun as hell. It was super cool. Two, baby. Oh, that's right. Well, that oh, the, being in a glory hole sucks. Hey, shut your pie hole. I'm just saying. No, literally, it sucks. That <laughs> was, was a good was time. For you. Yeah. <laughs> now, I think you make a good point. And I think there's a few things that went, happened last year that led to where we are today. And we can get in like the debate. I don't feel like content creation is ruining the lifestyle because I feel like everything in life is an evolution, whether it's a degradation or a, oh my God, the word was right here in my brain and I was so excited to use it. it left. Not yours. Yeah. Or an evolution, like a raising, like an, an elevation. Elevation. Yeah, that's fine. That's a good supplement. Okay. So thank you for the save because now I'm embarrassed. Yeah. You know, hey, we just got the training wheels on right now. Yeah, right. We haven't done this in a while. I feel like Debo on Friday. Wouldn't you feel (laughs) weird if you didn't have sex for a year and then you got in bed with somebody for the first time? Like literally you'd have to knock the cobwebs off? Really? Just knock the dust right off that pussy. Yeah, I feel that bad for that poor fool <laughs> anyway I, I feel like it's we're constantly evolving and adapting and that's actually one of the things i love most about life sometimes it's very frustrating to pivot and to acknowledge like i could do better but i like when i can do better because i can control that i like when you know where your juxtaposition is because then we both come to the table with self-awareness and we can make a decision based on that i think it's when we're in limbo that gets really hard and i had a hard time I think I had two seasons in the last 12 months and you can relate to this directly where it was like a one was like a spiral like the toilet bowl flushing like it was no saving it it was going down it was so fucking bad I was just not in a right headspace and I think because that we did get away from the lifestyle and the lifestyle as a couple as an individual does fulfill me to some degree there's some of my best friends in this universe are lifestylers some of them we played with, some of them we never have, maybe never will. But because we've segregated or compartmentalized our lives, trying to focus on the businesses because we had so much on the line, I think that risk assessment for us is what drove us. I think that's a that was a big driver for how hard we, in, we went into this. And what people don't know is it's not just making sexy videos. God, that's no. not even the hard part. No, that's 1% of That what is we do. like a, yeah, single percentage of how you spend your time. It's literally protecting your ass. Mm-hmm. That's a big part of it. Letting people know who you are, where you are. And there's a lot of blood and sweat and emotional equity that goes in that. And we had a lot of pass and fail moments. Yeah. And that was really hard. And that was part of my spiral. Like, I feel like with the efforts and what we're doing, we should be here. And I, I know this is a proven method and it's not working. Yeah. And I feel stupid and subpar and don't look at me. I'm going to go eat ice cream and get fat and then not want to be on camera. I like ice cream. <laughs> Thanks, honey. <laughs> um, no, but- I, I'm with you on that one. And I think you're right. I mean, the sheer number of things that go into doing what mm-hmm. we do on a daily basis mm-hmm. are way more, first of all, critical and i mean you can literally screw your whole business up with one wrong move yeah literally like making it yeah to not being faithful to your brand there's a lot of things like we could do a whole nother episode on that if we really wanted to but i don't think that's what we're trying to talk about no i I think you're saying how we didn't fuck up our lifestyle by being creators well i think i missed it and i it's been in the forefront of my mind Mm -hmm. and i know when we're in those positions I am all in, 100% present because I appreciate those situations so much that I'm there, I'm present, and I want to maximize the time. And if we can play 
fucking yes. Let's do it. Sure. Now, where, answer me this. So let's say you're talking to a guy that you maybe would like to shoot content with. Okay. And he goes, look, I really, and you have never done anything with him before. And he mm -hmm. goes, I really don't want to shoot content. Okay. But I still, and they will all say they still want to play with you. And you've got another guy that you didn't like quite as much, but he's willing to shoot content. Which one do you choose? They can't see the face you're making right now. Yeah, I just, I hate that question. I hate that question because I don't think it's an either or. But it does lend I, to... Why do I only have to choose one? <laughs> but that... that <laughs> That's but, where my head is, though. I don't have... Do I have to choose one? Well, I'm, who are you going to pick first? If you only have one day, if you only have one day. It, no, because we don't just have one day. That's not fair. It's a scheduling. That All that is a scheduling issue. Okay, but that is our <laughs> lives. That's our lives. And so what I'm trying to get you to say and why you're not answering me is because you don't want to say it. Well, no, don't put words in my mouth because we will fight. Probably pick, you'd probably pick the one that you can make money on and no, have fun too. absolutely not. Because I will say that there was an opportunity on the table and it got weird fast and I'll never do that again. So no, if you put my feet to the fire and I had to play and I only had one opportunity to do it and this was a do or die situation, I'd, I'd play with a guy I couldn't record with. Today, that's my answer. <laughs> but it's only because of the experience I've had because there was like, that like this could totally happen in real life so why not do it for like content and you know how that shook out i'm not gonna yeah get no any further down that road but interesting that's not the answer i thought you would have given i know that's but i think that i also don't know that i believe you <laughs> you calling me a liar because no, we're fighting now i was just you're so pragmatic that i just, i'm surprised that's the answer but not when it comes to how it makes me feel like I'm, I, as at this point in my life, my today years old, I am not going to do that. There's no more negotiating my feelings. That's why I left my corporate job. I'm not fucking doing that anymore. And if I'm present enough to know how I feel and I'm aware enough in the situation, I'm not going to negotiate with myself anymore. There's no point in it. I don't know how much time I have left on this planet. Why barter? Why? Why? Why do that? So would it be safe to say, to, to put a cap on at least this angle, that from your perspective, content creation didn't ruin the lifestyle, mm -hmm. but it did change it? It, it did alter the last year of our lives. Because like, when you say things like that, it sounds like finality. Like you've defined it and this is how it'll exist in perpetuity. And my perspective on things I think are a little different, very adaptive. That was then and this is now. And this is what could be potentially like okay. there's different iterations of everything. Okay. So from let, let's talk about this. There's two more angles to look at this from one of which is the perspective of event planners. Ooh. Okay. This is a good one. Cause there's so many things that go into this. Has content creation created difficulties for them such that their lives are exponentially harder when booking hotels or venues and there are people trying to shoot commercial photography during these events and they're unaware of it. Correct, because most people, creator, lifestyle, otherwise, don't, unless you've done an event and you've had to sign legal documents and put cold hard cash down on the line and know what the T's and C's of your agreements and contracts are, don't know what lies behind the curtain. So I wouldn't call it plausible deniability, maybe somewhere in the realm of ignorance, but I mean that kindly. There, there's so much that, that happens, not to mention brand protection, right? Anytime you include commercial photography, and this could be someone who's paid by a sponsor to come in. Say Uberloop decides to sponsor something. They want to take pictures at the event. You and I would have to get the place the event is we're holding to sign off on it, the people who are involved to give releases, and we'd also have to get releases and contract to, or well, not contract, but a release from the Uberlube representatives as to exactly what it's being used for and sign off and check those boxes. And that's right. just a very rudimentary summary. There's a lot of other bullshit that goes in oh, yeah. to that. It gets worse if bore... you're selling the content you create. Yeah, yeah. Because then it, there's percentages exactly. and commissions that come there in. There you go. Four profit. Ask Disney what happens when you commercially use any of their trademark and copyright content. 
Oh, yeah. You get sued. When you, you talk about brands, contracts, hotels, even events, not in Orleans, you can't use their nomenclature mm-hmm. at your will, per se, especially if you're profiting or monetizing mm-hmm. on that specific content. No. And I mean, you they also might let... need a location release. You know, there's a lot of things yeah. you need. Um, yeah. Yeah. The it, Super Bowl. As a, as you a creator. You can't give a blowjob in the bathroom at the Super Bowl and be like, Super Bowl blowjob. I guarantee you're going to get sued. Yeah. You can't call it a Super Bowl blowjob for sure. Yeah. And it's funny because if you're sitting on a toilet getting the blowjob at the Super Bowl, it could be well, a Super Bowl bowl blowjob. <laughs> I mean, maybe you can if it's like, I, I don't know, maybe you can't get away with it. The but Super I'm just Bowl saying. Blumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we just this killed This is Valerie. the hill you die. I'm leaving you to die on. No, I just think that there's a lot of aspects to this that people yeah. maybe don't understand because there is no school to go to to become a content creator. There's no, you're honestly, ignorance of the law doesn't buy you shit. Yeah. And they don't know. And they go and they create in these spaces and they create problems for the venue operators well, or the event operators. Well, what about the guests too? Well, and then if also guests that maybe get caught in content that didn't know they were in the content or in the background or yeah, the voices. I mean, what if you're a guest at an event? And I, I try my best and I don't excel at this, but I do try to see it from multiple perspectives. And what if I'm at an event and I'm having a good time and I'm vibing with somebody and I'm like, oh, yeah, this is going down. We're totally going to fuck. They're so hot and smart and they're making me laugh. And I'm having such a good time. And they're like, all right, so this is the thing. If we're going to have sex, we're going to record it. And it would be such a boner killer for me. Like, I think there's and that's so hard because from the content creator perspective, you know, yeah, that's an opportunity for sure. A hundred percent. But how do you approach that? And wait, like, do you have sex with them first? And then the second time you ask them, is it even accept like socially acceptable? Like, I think this is brand new territory to kind of have this open ended discussion. Well, I can give you a hundred reasons why that's a bad idea. Uh, starting with that contracts have to be signed in terms of content trade. If you're both creators or content for hire, meaning that I'm agreeing to appear in this content and give up the rights to my likeness for the purposes of this video. Oh, yeah, However, that's true. In U.S. law, your likeness is a copyright, 100%. by the way. And if you, for some reason, were drinking that evening before you decided to appear in the content, before you signed the contract, that's considered duress. So the contract is null and void. Jesus. So it's there. there are so many reasons why creating content at a lifestyle event can be really dangerous. Yeah, and, I mean, but, and, and from a legal perspective, well, not good. Yeah, well, and I've seen it done really well and above board, I guess, in that respect where we went to a hotel takeover, for example, and we met some people who had pre-planned before going to the event that this was going to happen and that they were going to create and ancillary, I think almost by accident, I think they got permission. They I mean, did. Get, yeah. I know they got permission. As long as they it, got permission, and the th- event, as long as the event by the event it. holder, yeah, by the event holder, they got permission, and that was that. And like, at an interview, or anecdotally, have conversations around the other guests there. But I thought, you know, I guess if you're going to pre-planning it. And having it organized has less of an impact on the rest of the clientele there. Yeah, but that's professionalism then. That's two professionals making yeah. a decision together and, and then bringing the event to, manager yeah. in. Right? Uh-huh. But here's what happens then. If the I'd event manager know... didn't go to the venue and get an event a release yeah. for that filming. I don't know. And it shows up online and then they see their property was used. Yeah. Everybody gets sued. Yeah. And I mean, to some degree though, like I guess they could say that was anywhere or the event gets banned and they don't get to do it there again that's actually the chief concern i would have is not that's the the most likely outcome actually that the event holder is the one that's really going to end up being left with a bag of shit to deal with yeah or being banned i would love to know though if those situations impact like if you see it ancillary Mm -hmm. like it's not within your bubble or within your direct contact at these events but you know of it does it still impact your experience there because i would think if it's happening out of sight out of mind 
not in front of you and you're not actively being pursued for it, should it really matter? Well, I it, was, talk, it, I was talking to a creator, checks? I don't know, this is a couple of months ago, and they were at an event and it was in Baltimore, I want to say. And the they created content. It was a lifestyle event. It was all fine. No big deal. And the hotel itself, someone that worked for the hotel, bought the content, happened to watch it. They were just trying to jerk off, and they saw their hotel in this content. Oh, what and, are the fucking odds? That's, I mean, it's pretty low, right? Yeah, but it but happened. Hey, it happened, yeah. And so they came back, and they basically made the content creator take the, the content down, and the content became useless to all parties involved. It was the best possible outcome for a very negative thing that could have happened, but it still sucked. Like, they lost their ability to use that content they created because they didn't get a location release for the event or for the hotel. And the event is not allowed to use that hotel anymore. So it, it really did kind of suck. And those things do happen. And to that end, that is most certainly one way that content creation kind of ruins the lifestyle and probably why Splash doesn't allow it, right? At, at least anecdotally, as far as we know. I think that it makes sense for anyone who's running an event to say, content creation during this event is not allowed on property. If you want to leave the property and go shoot content while you guys are here, have a great time. But you'll notice that a lot of Airbnbs have clauses right on the Airbnb that says you're not allowed to shoot content. You're not allowed to shoot commercial photography on this property. Yeah, any actually most rental sites, that being the biggest. But there's, VRBO yeah, is another one. There's yeah, there's a ton of, there's actually probably a dozen out there. But I mean, it's kind of like, oh, like, right. there's a huge delta between the number one and the rest. Right. Well, here in Orlando, think about it. A lot of these places have like bunk bedrooms with yeah. like Mickey Mouse on the wall. Yeah. And they don't want someone filming a gangbang in that room. Yeah. And it's even, showing up on the internet. Yeah. And, and even social content. If it literally says no commercial photography allowed, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter where the fuck that content ends up. It could be your Instagram. Doesn't matter. If you're an adult content creator, yeah. It'll come down. Now, if you're it'll, just, if you're Mary Jo, you know, housewife, it's not a big deal. Yeah, well, and it's also a, a game of opportunity. You're more likely to be seen the more popular the content gets. But they, some of these companies have crawlers and like people they pay, droves of people they pay to watch out and have, you know, identifiers, right? Like little crawlers that go bing, give you an alert when something pops up on social or Google or God knows where else. So let's pivot because I think we've talked about a lot of ways. That, I mean, and I talked about how I feel like it ruined the lifestyle for me, or at least changed it, you know, ruined it for what it was, and now uh -huh. it's something else. And maybe ruined is the wrong word for it. See, I feel like it's afforded me a, a lot more opportunity to be open, but I'll pause there and let you finish. Well, and, and I would say that's you. For yeah. me, I feel like it's changed the lifestyle for me in some not positive ways. But if I were a event planner, I would say that it's definitely created challenges and potentially ruined a good thing because now they have another thing to worry about as if they didn't have enough already. If I am a hotel manager or a venue operator, definitely added another layer of challenges that we were not expecting. So I think that there's certainly a lot of ways that it has, but there's ways that it hasn't too because it does give people an opportunity to maybe monetize their sexuality and create opportunities for earning and opening while it gets done for you and I, a way to live our lives differently. So there are some very positive aspects to it as well. However, looking at this from a lifestyler's perspective, this is Casual Swinger, and we talk to swingers, we talk to lifestylers. What kind of advice would you give somebody who is going, who, and maybe not an event, maybe they're on SDC or SLS or Cassidy or any of the 50 places you're going to tell people about before the show is over. And they get promote, they get approached about shooting content with somebody. How do they say yes? How do they say no? Wow. That's just it. You want me to tell them how to say yes or no? Cause you put a lot of like other things into that. So you just want me to answer that question? <laughs> well, I mean, it's how do you deal with it as a couple, as a single who's getting asked to create content when I, you thought you were having a lifestyle conversation? Okay, well, I think you approach it the same way. Is it a yes or is it a no? Is it about, is this moment going to be about lifestyle? Is it going to be about content? If you're not into content creation, I think that's going to be a little jarring. And as a content creator, that's not where I would start. So my advice is don't ask the fucking question if you're they're not prepared to to at least acknowledge who the fuck you are. 
and be honest about that. Like, I'm a content creator. We're also lifestylers. But our main objective is content creation. Just be out with it if that's your tact. And I want to say that we're lifestyle first or our intentions are lifestyle first. I think you and I actually lived in different bubbles, as it turns out, when it comes to that. Because I'm over here thinking like, oh my God, we're honing in on this hot wife thing in lifestyle. And, and you're like, nope, totally different experience over here on the left side. <laughs> you know, it's the first time in our lives that I think I've been the gas and you've been the break. Hmm. Ever, ever. Because usually I'm the break. I'm the worry wart. I'm the overthinker. I am the, I always err on the side of caution. You're the big ideas guy. You're the creative. You're the balls to the wall, like hit go and just see what happens. You keep me fun for those reasons, by the way. Because sometimes I get regimented and very fucking boring. I need the same thing for lunch every day if it weren't for you. Like, I'm a weirdo. I'm a bit um, of a disaster sometimes. But I, I think about, be honest about your intentions. And if you're going out, like, if you and I are going out, we had a lifestyle date the other day that went really fucking well. And they were awesome and had so much fun. And we did. They're hot okay, as fuck, by the way. But it's all about the intention. We're going out and we're going to hang out with lifestyle people. Mm-hmm. Period. And if we get along, we find them attractive. And they also want to have sex with us, then fucking win. Okay, so that's, that's one way intention. to keep from ruining it. Be exactly. intentional is what you're saying. And I think we fucked that up last year. I think it just, we muddied the waters a little too much. We left it open-ended. Like, it, we st- for me, we started with lifestyle. And if we introduced the opportunity to make it content, and it worked out in our favor a few times, and that's the route we ended up taking but we didn't go out with the intention of just playing or pre-deciding that this was going to be an only like a, a content thing okay i didn't want to say the word so i'm going to add one more thing on that and say that if you are a content creator and you want to be intentional about having lifestyle interactions that are outside of content creation then you have to extend your boundaries for how much time you're willing to make for this sort of thing because that couple that we went out with last week or last weekend, or just the other day, or whatever, has been waiting since October to meet us. I know. And because we were always so busy, we always had so much going on, and they waited and waited and continued to message and remind us that they were there. And that's the only reason it happened. They're actually the exception to the rule, because most people would just have moved on. That's exactly right. So if we care about that, and we want that, we have to be intentional about making the time when we probably are tired from doing something else. Correct. And I hit you hit the nail on the head. It's definitely a we thing. And we have to be intentional about it. And we have to have conversations about it. And we have to be honest about it. Because if it's something you want, something I want, independently, we have to bring that to the table. Yeah. Just and like I, we do when it, there, it's a problem. Yeah. And that's and why I ask you a thousand questions. Content and, really didn't come up while we were with them. We were with them for like five hours and we didn't really talk about it. Mm-mm. Not really at all. Mm-mm. As far as they know, we're probably veterinarians or something. No, I think they know who we is. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do think that you make a good point, right? In the lifestyle, if you don't want content creators to ruin your good time, then it's you just have well, to say no thank you like anything else. I mean, I was going to say, it's just like a couple, like any other couple, like you wouldn't, you're not vibing with, you're not sleeping, just, yeah, no thank you. I it, know it's a new element potentially in these spaces, but no thank you still ex- perfectly fine and i apologize for interrupting no you didn't interrupt me it's just if they want to fuck you they'll want to fuck you off camera right and if they don't then they will go find somebody they can bang on camera it's fine yeah it's okay there's just it's just another reason honestly to say yes or no and i don't think that's a problem no i don't think it's a problem however i think the problem is bigger for venue and event operators than it is for people yeah i think the person that holds the most liability whether that's the the venue or the operator I think that's probably the the people that struggle with it the most because it is it's branding control. It, I mean, no one wants to be hit with a lawsuit. I hate to say that word, but but it happens. It does happen. It does happen. People feel like Lord only knows in this day and age what could potentially come out of that. And I hate to be that person, but it's kind of who I am. Like I would worry about all the potential negative outcomes, especially if it's a brain associated that I put my blood sweat and tears and personal financing into you. Oh, 100%. So I guess the last thing I'll ask you is if you're at a lifestyle event and you are a lifestyle couple and somebody's got a camera out recording, let's say in a group room, 
and they're recording their interactions in that group room. Is break somebody's knees an appropriate response? Oh, Tanya Harding, their ass. Yeah, just, no, I'm just take him out. Because I think at this point, like, I feel like that's old hat. Like, you don't do that. <laughs> well, I, I think taking out a recording device in that environment is always kind of been a faux pas. But like a group room or like if you're doing it with a group of people privately, like and they, you have expressed like permission or whatever. Yeah, you, go for it if you got permission. I don't know. But like, I think I wouldn't do that without documentation. That's why we have playroom attendants. That's why we have somebody you can go to and say, hey, yeah. this is a problem. I would encourage people not to kneecap another person or go <laughs> Tanya Harding. On I know them. that was a little bit of extreme. But yeah, like, I, would say, I mean, we do that don't. when we go to Jamaica. Like. Mm -hmm. They have security on the beaches on the nude side for that reason, because like anonymity and privacy isn't very, very important. But that hasn't stopped me from saying something to somebody or you from saying something to somebody oh, gosh, that's got no, their no, camera no, out. Like, hey, no, no, no. put it away. Because I want to believe that like they, they get the benefit of the doubt. Like, ah, maybe you just don't know any better. So I'm just going to be like really, really nice until you don't do that. Even though there's 3000 signs that say don't do that. Yeah, I'm trying to where and this is not content creation, but I mean, it is somebody was recording. And you said something to him and he didn't do anything. And I said something. Oh, he said, that's my he's wife. Recording. Yeah. And I said, but the 80 and... people behind her aren't. <laughs> he's recording the entire thing. And I'm like, hey, I stepped in front of him. I was like, congratulations. You get my cavernous belly button now. Yeah. Because I'm basically naked, but like I'm all over the Internet. Who cares? Right. I said, don't do that. He goes, that's my wife. I was like, mm. and then you stepped in. Yeah. That was fucking poetic beautiful this is why we're a good team yeah well i could tell he was yeah. going to be much bolder with you than he was with me and hey i just don't see me getting thrown out of hito i know sometimes <laughs> but... though i wish you'd let them pull my string and let, let me go into wish a motherfucker would mode probably not my most flattering side but... i'd rather we didn't do that i love you and i want to have good times with you and well, i would just... have to i don't want to have to tell you about the rest of the trip because you've been home for four days i know that's true i probably just look like a very angry chihuahua Mostly. like in my head like i'm she hulk yeah and like a very intimidating yeah and it's probably not like that it's probably like the fucking jacked up chihuahua with the eyes bugging out like not even scary just mostly annoying like a surprise pug I'm kidding. I, I love feel you. deflated now. You're not. No, not at all. No. You, those, so, those titties are inflated. But I, I think that this conversation has been maybe a little cathartic from our perspective. But I think yeah. that there's a lot of people that are encountering this on a lot of different levels. And one Actually, thing I've heard yeah. is that the lifestyle was ruined by content creation. I've heard it a lot of times. And I don't think the word ruined is right. I think it's been changed. It's mm -hmm. added some challenges. Right. It's created some situations that maybe left people uncomfortable and it's created some legal hurdles that people don't understand. Those things are all true, mm -hmm. but I don't think the lifestyle has been utterly ruined by content creation. It's just different. It is. And I think, again, there's multiple perspectives here. I don't think it's been ruined. I think there's an adaptation. I do think there's more lifestylers in this space than most people would have maybe predicted. I don't think it's been ruined. But I think having the conversation openly is a good thing and maybe preemptively. And if you're going to a branded event, if you are a content creator, maybe, maybe either consider having it off site or getting an express permission from the promoter just so all your bases are covered would be a good idea. And again, this is probably information most people don't know. No, they probably don't. So. They don't and until it's too late and you either lose your content or worse, you find yourself party yeah. to legal action. Well, and I think the best thing that we do right now is define, are we having conversations that could lead to content creation or is this conversation for us as a couple for just for lifestyle, like make almost making them two separate things, which I hesitate to say because it sounds like we're. We have an avenue that only produces porn, and that's definitely not what I'm doing. I'm very careful about how I brand and articulate this. Because someone said, oh, you're in porn, and it infuriated me because I've always approached this. No, I would fuck this person off the camera. They're just willing to do so and give you a ringside seat to it. That's it. Like, yeah, I, I you would, only play with people that you would fuck off camera. A hundred percent. Like, I... I my pussy has a mind of her own and she's in or she's out and that's it. And I have no fucking control over that. And if she's not in, we're not in. 
Which is why you don't do the random collaborate thing, which a lot of creators and fall into I that got trap. No fucking hate. I don't even know that's a trap. That's nope. just a different business strategy that somebody else has, or a different strategy, or, or desire, or maybe it's a kink. I'm not, I'm not even going to pretend that I know exactly what their motivations are, but I'm not going to yuck their yum. No, this not is at all. just how I feel. No. So. Yeah, I agree. Well, I think this has been a pretty fascinating conversation, at least from our perspective. I don't know if anyone's going to enjoy it other than us, but I think that we've heard a lot about this in lifestyle over the last year. And I'm sure there'll be additional conversation as time moves on because I don't see content creation going away. I don't see people in the lifestyle getting away from content creation. I think there's some overlap there. I'd actually be interested to hear of other people's experiences. I think so, too. I, I mean, it's definitely not going away. There's millions and mi I mean, there's 150 million users on just the biggest platform and I think 16 million creators or something crazy like that. And there's what, 390 some 400 million in North America yeah, as three, far as populists go? Yeah, 360 million in America alone. So 380 Ooh. million if you count Canada. It's, it's and, fucking and, crazy. And most of the creators are North American. Yeah. That's most crazy. Yeah. So Holy it's crap. not going anywhere. It's going to be around for a while and you're going to run into it in the lifestyle. So don't let it ruin your lifestyle. There's no reason for it to. You just got to use your words to speak up. I think that's your point that you've made a couple times. Yeah, amen. So there you go. Well, hey, this was fun. We haven't done this in a while. Yeah. Probably <laughs> Take a, a little bit of a shit show. <laughs> a little bit of a shit show. Way to knock the dust off. Right. Well, <laughs> you want to tell everybody where they can still find us? Oh, my God. Are, we, <laughs> are you still there? <laughs> it's me, <Yeah>. Margaret. <laughs> So if you're interested in joining us at Hedonism 2, March 30th through April 6th, make sure you go to casualswingerweek.com or casualswinger.com. We are Casual Swinger everywhere. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. Or sorry, X. Do I say X now? No. I'm it's still Twitter. Twitter doesn't make me old, maybe. But anyways, we're also on the dating sites that SLS, SDC, Cassidy, and the other one. <laughs> the other one. I... Oh, well, it's not DDN anymore. That's gone. Yeah, there's another one. Cassidy, SDC. So that's pretty much it. Okay. That's pretty much it. I forgot somebody who know I did. I don't know. You can find us. We're around. We'll be back. Casualswinger.com. Yeah, casualswinger.com. <laughs> there you go. Hey, it's been fun, guys. We'll be back and do this again soon. Make sure you tune in. Thanks for listening to Casual Swinger. 